T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The words of Bruce Lee. You might remember if you were listening yesterday, we had a little uh, thing where it was your word for the year. And for Jimmy, it was the word water because uh, he wanted, it was that quote from Bruce Lee, empty your mind, be formless, shapeless, kind of go with the flow, so to speak. Water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend. But there's so many other. Have you ever studied Bruce Lee? Uh, you know him as the master of Kung Fu, Zen, uh, but he's also very philosophical, was philosophical. And there's been a lot of uh, stories and even a book related to what he uh, meant, his mastering of confidence and and what he was able to do. Uh, some of his quotes are incredible. One of them, I'm not in this world to live up to your expectations, and you're not in this world to live up to mine. So many things that we can take away in the business world as well. Joining us now on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline is a friend of mine who used to work at the Star Tribune, Thomas Lee. He now works for the Boston Globe. He is the author of the Bruce Lee Code. Good morning, Thomas. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's just fascinating what Bruce Lee was able to do, his philosophy and the things we can learn and translate into the business world. Tell us a little bit about your book, your study of Bruce Lee and this Bruce Lee Code. Sure. First, let me start by saying it's good to talk to you again, Vanita. I miss Minneapolis terribly, so I had many good years there, so it's good to talk to you guys. Um, so, uh, the Bruce Lee, uh, book kind of came out of, um, kind of the pandemic actually, where I was living in San Francisco and I, uh, along with a group of other people helped develop a exhibit at the Chinese Historical Society of America, uh, museum in San Francisco Chinatown called We Are Bruce Lee. And, uh, we, we were working on an exhibit that would show different, uh, take a different look at Bruce Lee. So not just... Uh, biographical look at him, but rather kind of facets of his personality that we thought people could relate to. And one of those personas that we looked at was his, uh, we call it him being uh, a visionary. And part of being a visionary, we discovered that he was actually quite entrepreneurial. He didn't probably think of himself as a businessman. He wasn't particularly interested in money per se, but a lot of things that he did were uh, highly entrepreneurial and innovative, and I thought I could spin that off into the book, which is, uh, as you said, is called The Bruce Lee Code. So it's really about reframing Bruce Lee's life and his career and his writings, but toward a more uh, business audience, a more kind of entrepreneurial type audience. 
That's fascinating how you're able to do that and what he was able to say. I don't want you to give away everything in your book. Can you give us, though, some little things that we can take away in the business world, things we can learn from what Bruce Lee had to say? Sure. I mean, one of the things that I think that uh, was my personal favorite is his approach to innovation. And in the book, I compared him to Steve Jobs, the the uh, co-founder of Apple. And I'm certainly aware that everybody compares anyone of importance to Steve Jobs, so I don't think that likely. Uh, but um, what I mean by Steve Jobs is that what Bruce Lee and Steve Jobs have in common is they realize that innovation does not necessarily mean that you have to reinvent the wheel. It doesn't necessarily mean you got to create nuclear fusion or you got to uh, you know, create something that controls the weather. It, it could mean taking ideas and concepts and things that people already invented or created. And the innovation comes with you kind of taking those ideas and kind of repackaging together, applying it in new ways. And that in itself is innovative. So I'll give you an example. Uh, Steve Jobs, he didn't invent the MP3 player. He didn't invent the PC. Uh, but what he did was he took those sort of existing products, made them better, made them more like easier to use and more consumer friendly, and he combined them together, and they're all kind of connected to each other. And so he created like an ecosystem of products and services. So such like iTunes is connected to your MacBook, which is connected to your iPhone and whatnot. So what Bruce Lee did was that obviously he didn't invent kung fu and he didn't invent cinema, but what he did was, which I think I. I really am interested in is that in Hong Kong at the time, there is this new genre of Kung Fu movies coming out. This was in the late sixties, early 1970s. And they were really entertaining. There was really high kinetic sort of energy, exciting, uh, crazy flips, kicks, all that. But what they lacked was any sort of like storyline. It was just kind of mindless fighting for you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes or throughout the entire movie. Bruce Lee came from Hollywood, and he took his sort of Hollywood training. When he moved to Hong Kong, he combined the best of both worlds. So he brought with him the Hollywood's kind of emphasis on storytelling, character development, and characterization, all that. And he combined it with the, the exciting martial arts action of the Hong Kong movies. And the result was sort of a, a new genre of martial art movies that elevated the art form, you know. So yes, there were action movies, but there were also thoughtful medita- meditations on violence, on revenge, about justice, and things like that. Movies that continue to influence us. So without Bruce Lee's uh, Enter the Dragon, we wouldn't have John Wick or The Matrix or Kill Bill, things like that. It's just fascinating stuff. It's part of our midweek motivation segment right now at 826. We're talking to Thomas Lee, the author of The Bruce Lee Code. So much we can learn and how his words still ring true in so many ways. Start of the year, uh, Thomas, a lot of people are looking for those books that inspire them, that motivate them. What is it that you think when you were able to put pen to paper and, and, and really work on this Bruce Lee book, what do you think will really resonate with people looking for inspiration? Well, I'll, I'll mention two things, and uh, and second one kind of resonates more with me. But the first is that he's famous for the quote, uh, be water, my friend. Right? It was part of an interview that he gave to uh, a Canadian broadcaster. What he means by be water is that it's to be like water. If you think about water, it's formless, shapeless. It flows easy through rivers and brooks or sinks and whatnot. And it only... Be- it becomes whatever it touches. So it takes the form of whatever it touches. So water itself is flexible, it's fluid, it adapts to 
whatever obstacles that you put in front of it. And that's really a strong metaphor for how to live your life. It's a metaphor for resilience and adaptation. So in life, things come at you. You can't predict anything, really. There's only a certain amount of things that you can control. You can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you respond to it. And that's what water is, is about being as fluid and as flexible and adaptive as possible. The second thing, that, which I mentioned, was my favorite, and I don't think he gets enough credit, that Bruce Lee was very much a Renaissance man. He opened himself up so many different ideas. He was a huge uh, reader of books, but he was also a, he, uh, the, a huge network of friends. And uh, this goes to the idea that what are the benefits of diversity, right? Is that you get exposed to different people, cultures, and ideas, and whatnot. And Bruce Lee, even back in the uh, 60s, 70s, was keenly aware of that. And he, he had black friends, he had Asian friends, he had white friends. And by casting such a broad social professional network, he was able to tap the wisdom of the collective whole. So he was able to get so many ideas from people and incorporate it into his own uh, projects ideas. He was the type of guy that was constantly writing notes down, ideas. He was calling people in the middle of the night, and he would be working on a lot of side hustles. He'd be doing a movie, but then he had an idea for, he one time had an idea for a television show that was be focused on self-defense, teaching self-defense techniques for women. And this was in like in the 1970s. And it never went anywhere, but that's where he was going with it. He had all these ideas about how the, sh- the show itself the, uh, that he had in his mind, what, how it would be organized, what the props would be, what kind of techniques would be taught. He he wrote poetry. He designed his own jewelry. And studies have shown me that uh, I cited this one study that of all the Nobel Prize winners, one thing that they have in common is that they were, mo- they were most likely to uh, be involved in the arts. They were most likely to paint or draw or write or uh, whatever. So they, are, they weren't like obsessive one-trick ponies. They really broadened their ideas and broadened their social networks. Sure. Einstein himself played violin. I don't know if people know that or not. But anyway, those are the two things I would offer. That's wonderful. Well, Thomas, good to talk to you. The book is The Bruce Lee Code. Uh, We wish you the best. We missed you here in Minneapolis. And uh, congratulations on your success in the Boston Globe. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. You bet. Thomas Lee, the author of The Bruce Lee Code. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.